Matthew chapter number 6. And while you're making your way back there, uh, just again, I don't want to be, uh, seem angry, upset, or whatever. I want people to, to, to feel comfortable, uh, but um, we never will uh, if we ignore facts and science and just think uh, sometimes the things that, uh, that we think. And, uh, and you know, having said all that, too, uh, most, most people are here, even today, uh, you've, you've mitigated or you've thought about the risks and you've come to church uh, without a mask. And uh, you've assumed that risk when you go out. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, by our own behavior, uh, we have uh, really, we're saying uh, we're not concerned uh, about uh, the risks uh, because we understand uh, the science uh, of close contact and, uh, and, uh, and droplets and those types of things. And uh, so again, I uh, want to reify, uh, there's no reason uh, for you to, uh, to not come here because someone was here uh, that had COVID. Uh, and, but uh, if you, in fact, are going to stay home uh, and not go to work and whatever for the next two weeks, then I've got, I've got no argument against that. Uh, and uh, because you're being consistent, uh, you know, with that. So, uh, so stay home uh, from everywhere for the next couple of weeks, uh, and, uh, and you won't catch COVID, but you're going to get really bored, uh, and, uh, and you've done all of that for no reason, uh, and according to uh, the science. All right. Uh, now back to my message. Uh, again, uh, Matthew chapter number 6, uh, this idea of taking no thought uh, is not the idea of I don't want to think about it, uh, or is it the, an idea to where we are to live carelessly uh, with our life, thinking, well, God is going to supply our needs. He knows what our needs are before we even ask Him. So I don't need to think about all of that. So I, I, I'm not telling anyone, as we read this passage today, uh, that uh, you're just supposed to go home uh, and not go to work, uh, and that Jesus is just going to take care of you. All right? Uh, that is a, a, not an, a, a proper application of the Scripture. In fact, I've talked with people even recently about prayer. Uh, prayer in faith, faith is not, we, we can't ignore the use of obvious means. All right? Uh, so if we're praying for a job, uh, we go fill out applications. All right? If, we're, if, you're, if you're praying for health, uh, you, might, you might take uh, vitamins or go to a doctor. All right? You're praying and you have faith, but it doesn't ignore the use of obvious means. So uh, we'll take COVID because that's on my mind. Uh, you know, uh, I'm trusting God for my health, uh, but, I, but I'm also not going to go, um, uh, you know, traipsing through the emergency room at Good Sam without a mask on. Okay, I'm just not going to do that uh, because faith does not ignore the use of obvious means. There are places that I go now. If I want to get, if I want to get a soda and I go on a gas station, uh, I'm going to put a mask on. I'm going to go and do that, even though I don't necessarily believe the mask is going to work. Uh, but, it, uh, but it makes other people feel comfortable uh, if I've got it on. I went to one place the other day, uh, and I walked in. The guy's like, hey, you got to have a mask on. His, uh, the cashier and his mask was hanging off his ear uh, as he told me that. And I said, I'll put mine on if you put yours on. Uh, and, and so he put his on, and I put mine on, and we all live happily ever after. Uh, and, uh, and so faith does not ignore the use of obvious means. So we could, I could park there for this whole sermon uh, and, uh, and point out you know, instances to where that application can be made uh, in our lives in every, in every facet. But take no thought, uh, the, the word or the phrase uh, in our King James Bible is dealing with concern 
or anxiety. Uh, and, uh, and at the time that this, of course, was written, today when we think of take no thought, we think about not thinking about stuff. Um, but, uh, but no, I do not want you to leave here thinking uh, you're just supposed to live some carefree, uh, careless life uh, of, of, of not thinking about tomorrow. Uh, how many of you got, uh, got some plans for tomorrow? A couple of you are, I guess most of you, good. All of you should raise your hand. Uh, you know, you're going to go to work or uh, you're going to do something tomorrow. You have plans. You've thought about it. You're going to lay out your clothes perhaps or uh, you're going to, there's a plan. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. When we say take no thought for tomorrow, doesn't mean you're, uh, you're not supposed to plan uh, anything. It's anxiety. It's not to worry about it. Uh, and, and three times in this actual text, we find the phrase, take no thought. Uh, and uh, so to fail uh, to realize uh, the important fact that this is about anxiety and worry uh, is to, it will lead to a great misunderstanding uh, of the text uh, and, uh, and will cause you to, um, uh, to make excuses for being lazy uh, or not following through. Uh, or dismissing the fact that you have done that uh, by quoting Bible verses uh, as, a, as a reason. Uh, like, you know, um, you, know you're, you're, you have a, somebody at your house who's living in your house, uh, and, uh, and you're trying to get, hey, go get a job. Uh, and they say, I'm just not taking any thought. Uh, and uh, Jesus is going to take care of me. Uh, and uh, I'd be like, well, uh, you better ask Jesus for the rent. Uh, and because your rent is due, you've got to go out and get a job, all right? Uh, do not use uh, that as an excuse. The Bible says that our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Uh, we have two faculties kind of connected to thoughts and direction, the will of God. It's our mind uh, and our hearts. And, as, and I can't spend a whole lot of time in the connection between the two, uh, but the things, the Bible is very clear uh, that, uh, that you don't know my heart, and I don't know my heart. Uh, who can know it? I've had Christians time and time again, well, you don't know my heart, neither do you. You don't know your heart either. The Bible is clear about that. It is deceitful, it is wicked, uh, and, uh, and you cannot trust your heart. You're to guard your heart. Your eye affects your heart. Uh, and there are many scriptures con- concerned about your heart, but you really can't control... Uh, to a great extent, uh, what your heart, the thoughts of your heart are. What comes out of your mouth, the Bible says, comes from your heart. Now, I can't explain the biology of that, um, but the Bible is very clear. It's not what comes, uh, you know, what we put in our mouth that defiles us. Uh, it's what, uh, what comes out of our mouth uh, from our hearts. So when we say something and we say, I didn't mean that, we did mean it. We just didn't mean to say it out loud. All right. So, what, so our heart's difficult to control uh, and, uh, and because it is deceitful and desperately wicked. Our minds, however, uh, are something that we can control. Our thoughts, uh, we can control. Uh, when we begin to think about wrong things, the Bible says, here are the things you should think about. The Bible says that we're to bring our thoughts uh, into captivity. Uh, we, we, idleness uh, uh, and vanity, all the things that affect, we're to, we're to set our focus in the right place uh, and get our, have a single eye, the Bible says, uh, also uh, in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, so the thoughts uh, are, uh, are th- those are something that we can control, and it is something right now 
for the vast majority of people in general, not Christians, not just lost people. Uh, it's people, and we have, we're having a hard time controlling how we think. And uh, because here's how, I, here's how I've been thinking. I think, I think about like what kind of world is going to uh, be here for uh, my grandchildren. Uh, I think about, and by the way, most of the things that you think about and you worry about are temporal things. We worry about unemployment. We worry about jobs being there or jobs leaving our area. Or uh, we're worried about, um, uh, you know, uh, how, the, how not having police depart. We don't even worry about whether it's going to be safe or not. We, we worry about how that's going to drive real estate prices down. It's, it, it comes down to dollars and money and temporal things because we are so used uh, to uh, uh, not living. Uh, verse number 24, look what it says. No man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. No one ever has been able to. No one ever will be able to. You are not an exception to the rule. You cannot serve God and mammon. It is impossible. You're going to love one and hate the other. Now, there's not a person in this room that I, that I would think doesn't understand that. They've either, if they've been a Christian for any length of time, um, you, you probably, uh, when you became a Christian, didn't know where to read in your Bible, so you started in the New Testament. And found yourself in Matthew chapter number 5, 6, and 7, straight out of the gate. You've, you've heard this and read this. You know it to be true. Uh, and, uh, and you believe it because it's the Bible. But we live like we're an exception to it. You cannot serve God uh, and mammon impossible. Uh, and uh, you are going to be double-minded, unstable, torn between the two, trying to balance things out, making excuses your entire life. Uh, and, uh, and it's not going to cut it because anybody who believes the Bible believes that phrase, believes that verse, uh, and knows it to be true. Uh, and uh, I've had people say, well, you don't understand, uh, or you, know, you don't understand our financial situation, you don't understand this, understand that, uh, and don't, don't have to. And, uh, and you, could have, you could have six jobs, both of you could have six jobs, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, that doesn't mean that this verse uh, goes away. All right, you cannot serve God uh, and mammon. He says, therefore, I say unto you, verse 25, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, uh, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? So we find this take no thought. The idea, Bible teaches, that the, the instinct of self-preservation, uh, of, uh, of self-respect, of, of, of trying to, to live my best life and on all that, needs the wisdom of this passage of Scripture. Uh, and, uh, and again, it's not, uh, it's not forethought uh, that God is telling us you know, to avoid. It's, it's foreboding. Uh, it's not thinking ahead. It's, it's dwelling on worrying and concerning ourselves uh, over these things. Uh, and, uh, and, and God prohibits us when he says, take no thought. He tells us, don't worry. Hypocrisy and anxiety um, are, are sins, according to the scripture. And, uh, and we all struggle with both of them. 
So we are to acknowledge when we do and make it right and do the best that we can uh, and, uh, and, uh, and trust the Lord. But he says, he says, take no thought. He prohibits it. Why? Uh, because it's, it's injurious to you. It injures you. When you worry and are concerned and filled with anxiety about COVID, uh, about, about the economy, uh, about all the, all the political stuff that's going on. And by the way, um, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff to think about. I mean, it's overwhelming, the amount of things. Um, but, uh, but even if we get frustrated or even if we voice an opinion, uh, it doesn't mean that we necessarily have anxiety or concern about it. There's a lot of things. I mean, I can't, there's, there's really nothing that I personally uh, can do outside of leading people to Christ and living my life uh, in, a, in a peaceable way and trusting God and just trying to dig out every day. Like, and I can't, I'm not a politician, uh, I'm not a, 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 a celebrity. Uh, I mean, I like to think I am, uh, you know, uh, with my own uh, people. But, uh, and, uh, but I, I, I don't have that influence. So I don't worry about things I can't influence. I don't, I don't get anxious and concerned about it. Uh, like, you know, um, like when Chop and Chaz was going on uh, in Seattle, uh, it was enraging. Uh, and it was uh, crazy, and there was a lot of things that I thought about it, but there's nothing I could personally do about it. So I didn't stay up at night worried about whether or not CHOP was going to happen in Fredrickson, uh, where I live. Um, I've just, I can't, I, if it did, I couldn't stop it. I mean, what could I do? So I've learned uh, to, to make sure that I am, I can be, I can be concerned about something without being anxious or worried about it. You follow me? Uh, and, uh, but it's especially the things that I can't do anything about, um, I, just, I just don't get worked up about it uh, because, it, because it's, it's, bad, it's bad for me. It makes me unhappy. Uh, it, uh, it, it, uh, it confuses your mind. Uh, think about the preliminary stuff I was talking about. There's so much confusion, so much misinformation. So many things have been said, so many opinions drawn uh, about that, that we can't, we can't settle on a thing. Do masks work? Do they not work? We don't know because we got people telling us things from both sides of the issue. We don't have anybody say, this is, this is the science. This is, by the way, when it, theory, you know, like evolution, it's evolutionary theory. It's not science. Science is fact. And we, and we have all the time politicians, especially in our state with, with our governor, says there's, there's a science uh, and statistics. And when people say, what are they? Uh, they, don't, they don't tell us what they are. Because everybody's confused. So, when I, so, so there's a part of me, personally, me personally, with, with COVID, I'm just going to try to live. Uh, and and, and that's, that's all. And, I, and, and if, I, if I get COVID then I'm going to stay home for two weeks. Somebody else is going to preach. But if I get COVID, it doesn't mean, you know, well, you know, it got him. He was all against this and against that, and it finally, it finally caught up with him. Karma didn't get me. COVID got me. Okay, I don't believe in karma, all right? I believe in the law of sowing and reaping. But, but there's a part of me that's like, man, I just wish I could get it and get it over with uh, and get the antibodies and whatever. But, but that's just me. I'm not concerned about it. I don't, it doesn't, if you're concerned about it more than I am, that's okay. But it needs to be concern, not worry, 
and anxiousness. Because if you're flipping out, um, you, you might be at odds with your Savior. Because he prohibits us from being anxious and worrying about these things. Life. It's about trust. Hypocrisy and anxiety uh, are, are, are terrible things, especially if you've got them uh, together. <laughs> and uh, it, it just, uh, uh, it's bad for you. It confuses your mind. It clouds your perceptions. It ages you. Uh, and uh, it breaks you down. It, it, and it's the, it is incon, you know, inconsistent with the spirit of Christianity. Uh, where our, it's about faith and trust in a sovereign God. Uh, and, uh, and, and then we just go, again, faith doesn't ignore the use of obvious means. Wash your hands. There's soap. Uh, what doth hinder me uh, from, from being clean? Nothing. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Do those different things. Uh, if, you know, if somebody, like I went yesterday, I went to uh, the family, uh, the, the house uh, of the people who have coronavirus. I didn't go in, drop something off at the door, text them, hey, something at your door. But we're so, so, confused about this whole thing, they'll probably be like, oh, I'm not going to go around pastor. He was in someone's yard. Okay, are you following me? You shouldn't be anxious for me, about me, for yourself, uh, because if, if, I, if, if I caught it, uh, and, uh, you know, and by the way, if I had it today, I wouldn't know I have it, because I have no symptoms. All right? And, uh, and so if, I, if all of a sudden on Wednesday... Uh, I sent out a notice that Pastor Reno had the coronavirus. You're probably not going to get it. Even if I shook your hand or whatever because of the science uh, and, uh, that's involved with it. I'm saying when we take thought, it becomes in, it's an injury to ourselves. Uh, it in, it comp- incapacitates us for our life and uh, our successes in life. Uh, and, um, you know, success in life depends a lot on um, restfulness of mind. I mean, it, it, when we believe and understand that heaven is where we're going uh, and uh, that God is in control uh, and, and what the Bible says about the future, there's a lot of hope and trust that comes in that. And just kind of like, okay, I've, 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 I said this for those of you who are visiting, um, I, I'm not concerned about global warming. I'm not concerned about all that stuff because I have the promises of God's word. The, the, the polar ice caps are not going to all melt and we're going to drown because God, God gave us a rainbow uh, that says we're not going to die that way. So I'm not concerned about it. So it, when I see a Christian's like, you know, the, the temperature's rising and the polar ice caps are melting and, and, uh, and we just got to do something about it, uh, I, I, just, I just calm down. Nothing's going to happen. Why? I believe that book. Um, now, the world is going to burn up, uh, but not because you use too much hairspray. Uh, it's going to burn up in the end. We read about that in the book of Revelation and a new earth and a new heaven and all that kind of stuff. I believe, I be, okay, okay, I believe in global warming uh, when it comes to, uh, comes to that. Uh, it incapacitates you. It's a sin against God. It's a, it's a sin of distrust. It ignores our fatherly care that the Bible's talking about here, and it gives the lie um, you know, uh, it's, just, it's a lie against the precious promise of God's work. God prohibits it. 
The second, he gives us reasons, a bunch of them in here, and I can't get into all of them for sake of time, uh, but uh, he talks about the fleshliness of this anxiety. Look at verse number 25. He says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you eat or drink, or, uh, you know, nor yet for your body what you should put on. Is not life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Uh, what God is trying to teach them and us by being in the Scriptures is that the things of the flesh and the things that we're concerned about uh, that we're going to burn up and rust, and, and we'll, we'll talk more about that even tonight, uh, there's, a, there's a fleshliness to it, a fleshliness uh, that, that I'm concerned about comfort and I'm concerned about money and I'm concerned about so many things that we know when we read the Bible that none of that stuff's going to matter. Uh, it, it just isn't. We know that as a truth, but we live the vast majority of our days, weeks, months, years uh, simply doing the opposite. Uh, and that's just a fact. Uh, uh, you know, you say, how do you know that? Because I've been, I've been in the ministry for a long time, uh, and, uh, and, and, I've, and every single day uh, probably of, of that entire time, I've had somebody either say to me uh, or... Uh, or not necessarily directly, uh, you know, that they can't do something for God because they're busy. Just like I'm just, I'm too, I mean, I just got stuff and I got to work and I got this and that or whatever. And maybe one day uh, that's just been a pattern uh, of for Christians. There's a fleshliness, a forgetfulness to, of, of anxiety, a foolishness, uh, a futility, a fearlessness uh, that that we find in reading. Here. God says, "Take no thought. I'm taking care of the fowls of the air and uh, and the lilies." And and, uh, and and I say that Solomon, verse number twenty nine. That even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today is, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he uh, not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? And he throws that dig in there. He says, you've got the faith, uh, and you've got the Father, uh, and, uh, and you have the first, uh, which we're going to read about here in a second. So God says, take no thought. He prohibits us to be anxious and worried about these things. A general application uh, could be about clothes, what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep. God takes care of you. And by the way, uh, if God, uh, you know, there are places uh, in this world uh, where they got one or two changes of clothes. They eat what they grow in their garden and live in a grass hut under a mosquito net. No electricity. Uh, and, uh, and they are more happy and more contented uh, than the average American Christian. And, uh, and they don't really even understand the concept of money the way that we, we do. Uh, and the Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. And if we just, if we just took that one verse uh, and, uh, and learned it and believed it and lived it, um, that, would be, that would go uh, miles uh, for us. So he, he gives us what we're supposed to do. Verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So we, we know that. I think about um, uh, the America First doctrine, which, by the way, I agree with. Uh, maybe not in, in how it was first used in uh, our politics and stuff, but, but I, I just think that uh, we ought to take care of Americans before we take care of other countries. I mean, that's my personal opinion, uh, and I don't like to see 
um, you know, veterans and things living on the streets and, uh, and uh, as we're given money to maybe foreign countries or whatever, okay? We can uh, get bogged down on that for a while. So there's an American first uh, doctrine, which is boiled down simply just means we just take care of us before we take everybody else. And by the way, there's a, we can apply that. Like if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of other people. Right? If you're sick and broken down, then, then you can't take care of other people. So we have to get proper rest and uh, proper nourishment and on and on. It says, says, seek ye first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. So God says, take no thought. No, I'm, I'm prohibiting you from worrying and concerning about all these things. Trust in me. He says, seek uh, me. Seek me first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. So now we, we understand what all the things are. Uh, and it could be food, clothing, housing from the passage, or it's just anything we make application. God's going to take care of us. He's going to supply all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. He says, all these things will be added unto you. Now, we, we'll lump in stuff that, we're, that we shouldn't. Uh, be, we, there's things that we think we need, but they're really things we want, right? Uh, and uh, where I was going a, a minute ago was, if, if, uh, if you're living in a tent on a Puyallup River uh, and, uh, and uh, eating food that somebody gave you uh, and, uh, and aren't running around there uh, without clothes on, um, you're blessed. Um, God uh, says, don't worry about those things. Uh, I'm going to take care of you. And I've just, I've just never, I, I've never known uh, in my life as a Christian, my Christian life, um, there are people who struggle. It's like, I don't have money to pay my bills. I need money for my electricity. Uh, and I'll be like, turn off, your, turn off your Comcast. Are you following me? Okay, if you got a three-pack-a-day smoking habit, um, stop that and pay your electricity. All right? Um, there are things we pick and choose. And by the way, you, could have, you don't have two nickels to rub together. Uh, and, if, and if you wanted to go to whatever, uh, on vacation, you'd find a way. Because we live in America. Uh, and, uh, and we're blessed, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. So we understand what these things are, but we oftentimes throw things in there. But what does, what does seek first the kingdom of God mean? Uh, and uh, now if I was to ask right now and take the time and go around the room and say, all right, tell me what seeking first the kingdom of God means. There would be a lot of Christians in this room that would struggle giving me an answer. If I would say, raise your hand, if you, people like, they wouldn't want to raise their hand because they wouldn't want to, they either wouldn't know what to answer or they don't want the answer to be wrong. Uh, but seek, now think about it. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Seeking first the kingdom of God. Um, I wrote it in my Bible this morning this way. Seeking first the kingdom of God means to intentionally focus on and fully experience relationship with God. Let me, I'm going to read that definition again intentionally focus on and fully experience relationship with God. Seeking the kingdom of God needs to be our chief concern, not anything else, first and foremost, seeking Him. Uh, and, uh, but, but it's really evident uh, in our lives if we are doing that. Uh, I, I, I read this. It says, what does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? It means putting Christ and the things of the Spirit first uh, in our lives. Every day, we are faced with choices and opportunities to put our time and energy into temporal things that have no lasting spiritual value 
or to invest in things that are related to the kingdom of Christ. There are only so many hours in a day. How many of those hours do we spend focusing on spiritual activities like meditating on God's word and prayer and worship? How much energy do we expend in some way or another advancing the cause of Christ in our life uh, and uh, in the lives of others? Now, obviously, we have responsibilities regarding family and uh, in work and perhaps school and other obligations, activities to attend to. But seeking first the kingdom of God is the key. And uh, so, so I have, um, this is my take on this in, in my application for me personally. Um, there is, you know, riots. There are wars and rumors of wars. Uh, there's coronavirus, and even when there's not coronavirus, there's absolute craziness about it. Uh, and, uh, and people are tearing each other apart. Uh, there are, I mean, it's just, um, I've, you know, um, I've, had, I've had more people unfriend, that's the worst thing you can do to somebody, by the way, is unfriend them. Uh, and on social media, block me, unfriend me, you know, because of, you know, I've, I'm, there's nothing that I'm saying today that I've not said for 10, 20, 30 years. And then all of a sudden, you know, it says people are done with it. Um, and, and, it's, and it's sad. Uh, you know, uh, does, anybody, does anybody else have like fake accounts that you can go to and see what the people who blocked you say about you after they blocked you? Am I the only one that does that? Uh, and, uh, you know, well... Just, just know, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm your friend a couple different ways uh, on social media. So, but it's, but it, but it's just there's craziness. So there's all these things that just consume, and you get, you know, it's like, man, what is, what's, you know, what's our city, what's our state going to look like? Uh, I mean, every election is like the election of elections. I mean, every time we have one, this is it. If we don't get this right, the world's going to burn up. Uh, and, uh, and, and by the way, um, doesn't matter what your affiliation is, you've lived through both of them. And, uh, and I thought years ago, it was, we're, we were done. And, and, I, and we lived through eight years of it, uh, and, uh, and that was fine. Uh, and uh, you can do the math, figure it out who I'm talking about. Uh, and uh, so we, it's like, there's just a lot. Like, what do I do? How do I, how do I, how do I lead this church, and how do I lead my family? Uh, you know, uh, you know, is there, uh, you know, maybe I should set up food storage in my garage, and uh, or you know, have this or whatever. I mean, there's just so many things to think about. You get a sense of overwhelm, and then from you're just anxious, you're just worried about it. You're worried about your future. You're worried about your home. You're worried about your kids, your grandkids. Uh, and it's worry, 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 and then you just, you just know that you shouldn't, but you're doing it, and then you feel bad about it. Uh, and so you're like, well, I'm not going to read my Bible if I'm just sinning all the time with worry. And we dig, and we dig, and we get ourselves in this hole. And, we don't, uh, and now we don't have the, the comfort of God's Word. We're not going to church, uh, and uh, we're just trying to figure. And, and a lot of Christians, you're just waiting it out. They're just waiting. Wait until something happens. Uh, and uh, and I, just, I just don't think that that's a way that we should live. So uh, I'm just not going to wait. So, so what do I do? I seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. I focus uh, intentionally 
and fully on my experience, uh, my relationship with God. Uh, that means I pray. That means I read. That means I serve. That means I obey. That means that's what I do. Uh, right now is where your walk with Jesus needs to ramp up, not back off. That's why I'm so, I'm so concerned about people who, uh, who have been out of church for months. Uh, and, uh, and, and again, uh, you know, I've heard it all. Uh, uh, you know, you don't need to be in church and you know, have a relationship with God. So, I, mean, I, I get all the things that people say. Um, but I know this. There is a direct connection between your spiritual walk and your connection to a local church. It's directly connected. You can't, and by the way, the uh, Bible says that Jesus died for the church. It's important to him. It needs to be important. So whatever you're like, I'm, not, I'm against organized religion uh, and the church is filled with hypocrites and uh, everything you, you, you want to say, um, it doesn't take away from the fact that church is important uh, and God places you in a local church uh, and he does all of that. It's a body fitly joined together. It's a sermon series that we're not going to get into. It's important. Um, so it's not, it's not, do I work more? Do I, you know, even, even do I just, you know, we're all going to die from this pandemic, so let's just play more and just enjoy life? I mean, there's people that are like, hey, um, you know, uh, they're spending their money because the stock, you know, this stock market, pff, uh, and so they're just living it up and, and, and spending what they have, making purchases. I mean, you know, if, uh, you know, almost like, um, I mean, people are responding to it in a lot of temporal ways. But how should you be? Seeking first. So my question is, is that the case? Because you know you're not supposed to worry. You know God is in control. And he says, seek me, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. We all know it. You've heard a hundred messages about it, like I mentioned at the beginning. Uh, but we live like we've never heard it or like this is the very first time. We're not seeking God. We're not seeking after him. We're not seeking his righteousness, his kingdom. We're building our own kingdoms. And we're living unto self. Um, and what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Uh, I'm not saying, please, I'm not saying that the things that you should be aloof to the things that are going on around you. I think you should be informed. I talked about at the beginning. Misinformation, misunderstanding uh, 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 concerning um, the coronavirus, and concerning how it affects our church. Um, you should want information, and you should not live in isolation to all of that. When all that information gives you information overload, um, you should be, you know, that should be something you should deal with. Turn it off, you know, take a whatever a vacation from it, uh, and, and, and it's not just not hearing it, take, not thinking about that. It's, it's filling with your mind with pure and right and just things. That's God, what God says in his word. You do that. And you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Is that really when you look at your life, what you do with your time, where you spend your money, is, could, could that be said of you? That's a person who puts God first. That's a person who seeks after God and his righteousness. Could that, could, that be, could that be you? Now, if, you know, if you're known in your cul-de-sac for the guy with the, you know, 50 muscle cars in your garage, that's what they're going to know you by. Now, I'm not saying you can't have stuff. 
I want, I want some more stuff. I'm not saying you can't have stuff. Uh, covetousness, the love of money, all those things. God has some things to say about all that. Uh, he also says if you've got these, eat, drink, and be merry. I mean, there's a lot of ways we could go uh, with, with those thoughts. But my point is this. If I'm, if, if I'm seeking God first, seeking his kingdom, his righteousness first, that looks like something. It's like, that, is, it's like that, that person loves Jesus. And it's known of them. Um, I said this earlier on the, on the interweb. I said, um, you know, darker the night, the brighter the light. So, you know, the way that I'm trying to look at this right now, all this stuff that's going on, the craziness and the darkness, you know, the sin and this everything, uh, it's like what an opportunity that I have as a Christian to shine brighter for my Savior. Let your light so shine before men. Is that what the Bible says? Why? So they see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. So, so I'm going to take my frustrations out in a different way. I'm not going to be anxious and worried about what's going to happen uh, because I know um, to be absent from this body is to be present with my Savior. Uh, and, uh, and that I can't, I can't take anything personally or anything, uh, you know, what's going on. Uh, I can't take it with me. I'm going to die. Uh, naked came I into this world, naked I will return. Uh, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I can't, I can't take none of it with me. Neither can you. Um, and so I need to spread the gospel. I need to be a testimony. Um, you know, I just, um, I, I just don't want the people around me um, who are lost to see me losing my mind about anything. Um, because, because that is not the testimony that God wants us to have. He says, I prohibit you to worry, to take thought about these things. Uh, oh, ye of little faith. Uh, and, uh, and to seek me, uh, seek my righteousness, my kingdom, all these things will be added unto you. Uh, so, so our job is don't worry and then seek his kingdom. Uh, and, uh, and, if, and again, if you don't know what seeking his kingdom is, it's gonna, you're going to have a hard time doing it. Does that make sense? So, so if, if even like right now, um, if, you can just, if you can leave here, it's like, I need, to be, I need to be walking with God and talking with God. I need to be in his word. I need to be in church. I need to be serving him in some way. If, if that's your takeaway about seeking the kingdom of God, that's a start. Um, but he needs to be front of mind all the time. The Bible's talking about praying without ceasing. Uh, walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. And, uh, but when we're consumed with flesh and worldliness and everything that's going on, and that's where we're just, our mind, we just don't, we're just worried, and, uh, and I just don't know. And, uh, and some of you have just come and say, Pastor, I am worried. And, uh, and so you've diagnosed it. So, so you know, but, here, but I'll say something like this. Here's, here's what you need to do. You need to come to church next week. You need to read your Bible, and you need to pray. And you know what? The average Christian goes, oh. That's what he always says. But that's what I'm always going to say. There's one prescription. You can't just go, well, I don't, I'm allergic to that one. Do you have another one? That one's not on my insurance plan. Do you have a generic? There's one prescription for all of this. Don't worry. 
Trust God and seek His kingdom. That's it. Uh, and uh, there's nothing, it's not any deeper than that. There's, there's no secret sauce, no secret form. It's like, there's not like, like you've got to like figure it all out and, and tear back the layers of scripture to figure out the solution. It's just right there. And you've known it the whole time. It's just simply doing it. And so that's my challenge for today. Seek you first. Don't worry. Seek you first. And if, you, and if, if the Holy Spirit says to you in our invitation time, I am not first, my kingdom is not first place in your life, then you just simply repent of that and ask God to forgive you, and then you try harder. And say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek you first for the rest of this day and tomorrow and the next day if you tarry. Uh, and, uh, and God, I've got to trust you because I don't know, I can't fix any of this. I'm just completely 100% vulnerable to politics and viruses and everything under the sun. Nothing I can do. I need your protection, and I need, I need your strength, and I'm going to do what I can do, and that's I'm going to be the best Christian that I can be and seek you. Uh, and that's it. Would you do that? Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed today. And